welcome to another edition of Hockey the Podcast. Of course, though, it's the special edition Talking Tokyo ZA Day 2. It's been 3,268 days since the SA Men Triumphed 3-2 over India at the London Olympics. There have been changes in coaches, changes in players, and changes in dates of tournaments. There's been no change in the SA heart, determination, and spirit on day one. Both the SA hockey men and women returned to Olympic action. With me, as always, is Tyron Jabu Barnard. And unfortunately, it's not a great day in terms of results. However, Tyron, we did see the heart and spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I think if the men could uh, bottle up that first half and uh, put a label on it and copy and paste and repeat, they would do exactly that. Uh, for the women, there were opportunities. There was a great opportunity at 0-0 to, uh, to go ahead. There was also an opportunity at 1-0 down to pool level. So opportunities missed. But I suppose the most important thing is we are there. We're back at the Olympic Games. And uh, it's now the time to see how we respond to the disappointment. Of course, it's a hockey major tournament, which means there's no time to lick your wounds. It's time to get back out there. But you don't want to hear about the games from you, from me and you, Derek. The listeners want to hear from our panel of experts. And today's guests are experts like no other. We have men who have uh, served the country's national hockey teams in various roles over the years. We have selectors, coaches, video analysts, and a mix of all three all in one. Joining us today to look at the games is Moabi Mabale, Mark Saunders, and Sandile Bosman. Gents, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Welcome thanks, guys. Yeah, so uh, Mark, let's start with you. We, we watched the men this morning, and you know maybe there was a little bit of awe about the fact that we haven't been at the Olympics for long. We're actually here, and in those first two, three minutes, uh, we almost caught with our pants down. We hadn't tied our shoelaces yet and we were one nil down. Were you at this point concerned that it might get ugly? Yeah, Tyron, it was um, an interesting start. I think we, five years in the making and uh, the nerves showed a little bit. And I think uh, the awe and the experience of just being there, whether they're crowds or not, was just um, too much uh, in the first three minutes. But um we came back nicely after that. I think we settled quite quickly. Um, Matt Guys Brown slotting a, a PC must have uh, just shed all those nerves and allowed us to to play uh, our natural game. Yeah, talk us through. I mean, with Matt Guys Brown's goal going into halftime, one all, no question. We're certainly in it. We're competitive. Great Britain knew that they were in with a, a fight on their hands. It didn't quite work out to the end, but uh, within the first half, uh, South Africa showed that they belonged. They definitely belong. I think they belong and they, they look like a, a contender. You know, they, they are sitting in the pool of death, but going up against uh, the old foe in, in Great Britain, it's never an easy, easy task. They're a, they're a quality outfit. They have um, strength all around the park and uh, conceding an early PC didn't help. You know, it put us on the back foot and, um, you know, Sam Ward doing doing very nicely on, on on that finishing that PC, but to come straight back like that with uh, Matt Guys Brown, we all know he's a, a phenomenal flicker. He's got speed, he's got accuracy, he's he, he's he's got everything in, in in a PC setup. Unfortunately, we didn't get enough PCs to help Matt Guys Brown. But um, I think going forward, that's something that we're going to be looking at: is that we we can compete, 
let's become a little bit more of a threat and uh, get more PCs. So we started the second half conceding again. Now, Mo, is that a concern about our, our mental state at the start of a period? Yeah, I, I think the, there'll probably be a conversation about about that and being ready to play, um, you know, from, from the restarts. Uh, I think the, the important thing for the team, and they'll know this, is you don't want to give up cheap opportunities and, and soft goals that they haven't earned. Um, and it's something that I think with more playing time, they, they can iron it out. I think there's enough experienced players on the pitch for them to be able to turn that around. Yep. I think Mo, um, on that point, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, I think the start is definitely something they'll have chats about soon, um, especially going into the next games that they'll be taking up in that tough group. Yeah, I think absolutely. The, the Dutch come out like a rocket um, and you don't want to give up momentum. And I think Mark touched on that in today's that we give up a little bit of that type of momentum. Um, and maybe a little bit of experience when you play the really top sides. You don't have two, three minutes to work your way into the game. Um, so I think our sense of awareness will definitely improve. And I, I expect us to, to be better in, in those well, early moments. Well, I think you make a good point and, and touching on experience there. You know, we, we're quite a young side. If, if you look at how much international experience we have in big tournaments. Yes, we've gone to the Com Games and so on of recent times, but playing in Olympics is, is an emotional thing for, for everybody from, from coaches to management to, to every single player, whether it's your second, third or fourth Olympics, it's still going to be emotional. And I feel that the emotions played a big part in, in how we approached this game and how we played the game. You know, we, we were stuck um, with uh, 10 players on the field for a whole quarter missing. You know, we, we were a little mm. bit petulant, a little bit um, ill-disciplined in parts. And I think that's where the emotion gets to. And I think had we played in the last Olympics, we might have been a little bit better off. But, um, you know, young players like the Kasim brothers, they, they would have learned from this experience, from this game in particular. And hopefully against the Dutch tomorrow, they'll be, they'll be a lot stronger, a lot, um, you know, in touch with their emotions. Yeah. I think, Mark, yeah. just to touch on that, um, the level of maturity that you're also talking about and you touched on is definitely something that I think that the guys also showed today. Um, the level of organization that the whole team brought today, I haven't seen that in a while from the South African team. So I think credit to them on that. But it would have been nice to see them keep that happening for the whole game and not have the bad patches where they had with the cards and all the other little silly things that just crept in as the game went on. I think, yeah, you've, you've definitely hit the nail on the head on that one. A massive positive there for me is how brave the youngsters were going forward. They were not afraid to take on anybody in that, on that field. The Kasim brothers turned the, the Great British defenders inside out and they, they showed that they can compete and they will hurt you given half a chance. Mark, I think that's, that's a really important point. My, my sense was that we have that attacking quality um, and we obviously need to figure a way for us to get the ball to those players and give them that permission to, to go forward. Uh, taking one step back, I think when we talk about being brave defensively, 
Um, I think that was definitely on display. Uh, I think there were a number of corners in the third quarter. So we did a, a heck of a job uh, absorbing pressure. So the bent don't break. Um, and the part about the cards and, and obviously the, the game experience, I think when it's 30 something degrees, 100% humidity, um, it, it, there's a massive adjustment, not just physically, but I think emotionally, mentally, being able to manage what's happening on the pitch and the conditions. And again, I think that'll be a conversation today and they'll get better as the tournament uh, progresses. Yeah, without doubt, Mo, I think you, you spot on there. I think um, conditions aren't easy. Um, running on, on the field for three, four minutes at a time, hard to get in, but uh, keeping those rotations on and off the field is massively important to keep the, the tempo and the energy levels up. Yeah. Um, Mo and Mark, it's a quick question from my side. Do you guys think we hit the nail on the head in terms of the tactics for today? Ozzy, that's an we... interesting question. Eh? It's, it's something I've been going through um, since the game. Yeah. We, we as a nation, you know, we, we thrive on competition. We thrive on that competitive battle. And the way we set up uh, on a press and I understand completely about um, the environment and the humidity and the temperatures um, and, and trying to not concede a lot of goals. I, th I think that's hugely important for us, worrying about how we defend. Sometimes it doesn't allow us to attack um, by setting so deep um, in the way yeah. that we want to. Um, and I feel that sometimes, you know, picking the time to set up a different press could prove invaluable for us. It shows that we have intent. Um, other than just sitting back, but there's, you know, no one's going to judge Springs on his uh, on his tactics. I think uh, he's and the whole management team have analysed and looked at GB and said, this is how we need to play them. And I think, um, you know, getting getting a, a good footing in the first game is important, and that was the the plan for today. Is let's set up, let's get comfortable on the ball, let's um, you know, see how we go and and, and work from there. Well, uh, one of the things that needs to happen for uh, this this plan to work, and, and it was a clear structured plan, we were going to soak up the pressure and we were going to play on the counter and we've got a tremendous pace on the counter. But uh, one of the things that needs to happen is you have to have a great foundation at the back. Gentleman, Rusty Peterson brought these game today. He, yeah. he may be a bit upset with one or two of the goals, uh, but he definitely kept us in this and kept it competitive. To the point that at 2-1, there really was a chance that we could get in. Let's let's talk about Rossi's game. Yeah, Rossi had a, a crack of a game. I mean, GB had 25 circle entries today uh, and ended up with three goals. Um, so obviously there's the team defense, but I think Rossi made some critical, critical saves today. Um, and I think that's the type of performance we're going to need for the rest of the tournament, really. I'm sure... Russ, you prefer to be less busy, um, but to, to know that the last line of defense uh, is really on top of their game is, yeah, it's like having a, a great striker. It's really, really important for us. Yeah, so Rassi was outstanding, you know, completely in control of, of his own game. I agree that he will be totally annoyed with himself on, um, and, and some of the defenders on, on two of the goals. But, you know, he, he prides himself on his PC defense. And that first goal would have irritated him a little bit. But uh, yeah. after that, he was a man-mountain. 
nothing was going to get past him. And the two goals that were scored um, after that were were soft in 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 Mars. You know that second goal was basically a topped ball, and it probably beat him for a lack of pace. Um, and the third goal was um, was just the ball was put into a good area, and uh, unfortunately for Pebo, he had to get there and uh, it trickled between between Rossi and the post. So I think he feels very unlucky, but wow. To be a defender or to be an attacker in that uh, setup with Rusty behind you playing like that must fill you with so much confidence. So, gents, uh, 24 hours or even less uh, before the next game, taking on the Netherlands, who lost to Belgium this morning. Netherlands, of course, the, the Euro champs. Belgium, the world champions. Uh, doesn't really get much easier after Great Britain. You don't go to the Olympics for easy <laughs> games, in my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna go there, and you wanna you wanna measure yourself against the best. You wanna play against the best. You wanna see how you fare against them, and um, nothing like a, a challenge like playing against the Netherlands. I can't wait to watch it. I think they'll be hurting after the game this morning, but um, sure, what an outfit! I think uh, it's gonna be an exciting game to watch on either side, whether you're a neutral supporter or Dutch supporter or a South African supporter. Yeah, and... Uh, two teams that are very in control. Mm. I, I think, sorry, sorry, the tie. No, go I think two teams that are very in control of how they're wanting to play and what they're wanting to do. I think it was unfortunate for Netherlands to just get um, Hendricks on a masterclass this morning and flicking everywhere this morning. I mean... It's going to take the best in the world to stop anything coming through there. But I think Rassi would be ready for a challenge like that as well. I think the short corner team would be ready for those kind of challenges. So I think um, playing the Netherlands tomorrow with their flickers as well coming in at the PCs is definitely going to play quite a big role in how South Africa goes about it tomorrow. Yeah, Sandile, let's let's quickly turn the attention. So the men started out this morning um, against uh, Great Britain, a great team, and and obviously had a plan. The women were playing Ireland who came into the game with a big billing, being that they were the silver medalists in um, 2018 at the World Cup. For them, things haven't really gone according to plan post that World Cup. They're still a good side, but things haven't been going as well as they would necessarily like. And there must have been an element of us uh, thinking that they were there for the taking but we didn't take them. What was your view on our uh, approach to the Irish game today? Um, I, I definitely believe that Irish would have been a target for um, the ladies to look to get a result, a draw or a win. And um, I think the way they went about it, for me, kind of, kind of could have stretched the game longer to even get to a, a draw. Um, and, and luckily, at the end there, in the last chakra, conceding the second goal, um, even the first goal not really being the greatest you'd want to concede. I think Pums as well, knowing that she's going bottom right, would have wanted to manage that better. But I think South Africa definitely would have targeted Ireland and would have wanted to get one over them. Um, they've had a bit of trouble, but they also come off now playing a lot of hockey. They've been together for a long time. Um that squad hasn't really changed much. They just also just keep on getting better like the rest of the other European teams because the amount of games they play. And I think um, they've got a lot of experience, which also definitely counts at this level. Jens, honest opinion. So the first Irish goal, 
It looked like it didn't leave the circle. Why do you think SA didn't review? Uh, I would even take it before then. Oh. Uh, this should have been a referral. Um, and I think there was a bit of um, a lack of consensus between the players. Um, so they didn't request it. So what happened is there was that attack. We tackled. The ball went off their stick and popped up in the air. So I thought that was the first missed opportunity. And then obviously the ball not leaving the D. I think when you are in the PCD, it's not always easy to see that if it's marginal. Um, so, yeah, that would be my kind of my opinion on the second one. But the first one, I really thought they should have been bold. Uh, and, yeah, in that moment, they probably thought, we don't want to get this wrong. It's first quarter. We've got a long game to go. So, yeah. Yeah, Mo, I think, you, I think you're spot on. I think the nerves around a referral so early, on in the game and the potential of losing it always plays on your mind you know and looking yeah. for that leader at the back and possibly uh lisa to say let's take the chance let's take the referral and i think that's what spilled over into when she actually did yes and, and and then losing yeah. that um that fear of, of of another goal or losing the referral stepped in too early they should definitely have preferred that um, PC, not trapped uh, outside the circle. Yeah. You know, sitting on, on some of the groups that we're on. Yeah, John Wright. And uh, looking to everybody, yeah. looking to everybody yeah. talking about it, say, John Wright, will you get in there and help them out a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some wonderful chirps, but um, the fact remains that they didn't. And I think uh, I think we're going to be a little bit smarter in the next game in, in looking closer at that. So you yeah. speak about nerves. And, and what about game time? Because there's a great chance through Nikki Vita early on. No, no. Snatched at it, though. Do you, do you think that comes down to, to lack of game time and, and a combination with nerves? I, I think I would, I would say it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, nerves, game time, um, experience at that level as well in those situations. And I think decision-making at that point, um, because I think after that, right after that, they'd taken a 16 and landed up on our side of the field. Where just a bit more composure and understanding of her situation and her role at that time could have led to an, an opportunity on far post. So, I think we, you're correct in saying that. Um, but yeah, I think I think if we look at the 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 way the game was going at that stage, you could see South Africa had a bit of nerves. We're still trying to settle in into the game, so definitely nerves would have played a part. You know, you look at forwards; they they're adrenaline junkies. They they thrive on that. Uh, mm. Hard action, that fast action, and I think, uh, unfortunately for Nikki, she she did snatch it, and then she, she was possibly a little bit calmer in that situation, and and slightly more experienced and uh, a little more composed. She would have slotted that, and she would have slotted that eight out of ten times in any other competition. But I think maybe the first game at the Olympics for her, maybe just a little bit of emotion. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's you know, it 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 was the kind of chance that would make her a uh, instant hero, but the kind of chance that you also look at even when a player snatches at a chance like that, and and all three of you have much better coaching pedigree than me. Um, but as a coach, you're very happy to get a striker finding a pocket of space like that so early in the game, because you think you're going to create quite a lot more opportunities. Um, so, yeah, there's a positive and a negative, I suppose, in that. I think you always have to look at the positive 
especially as a player, especially as a coach, and, and, and you play in the moment. You know, you, you've got to move on and you've got to start exploiting as much as you can. And I think she, she made the Irish a little, little more weary as to how to manage her. And um, if we just released the ball a little bit quicker through to her, I think she would have found herself in a lot more, lot more opportunities. And, and Sandilia, I mean, you were involved in a, a few of the training sessions and, and the camps in the build-up. I mean, uh, one of the questions that we did have from the outside of the team looking in is, where are the goals going to come from? You know, um, it's a very young forward line. It's a lot of players with an immense amount of talent, but not a lot of experience. So, so how about we ask you that question? Where are the goals going to come from for South Africa in this tournament? Um, specifically in this tournament, um, they've got to come from the forwards. I think this is the moment where they need to stand up and show why they've been given the opportunity to play at that level and go and prove to everyone that they deserve to be there. I think every international player would take it like that and take it upon their shoulders to go and score the goals. I think the ladies just need to find their feet, get the confidence going, start backing their abilities a bit more and actually take it on. Um, I think the one PC we had today, we saw Lisa take it from the top, going for a variation. And those are other options as well in scoring the goals. But I, I feel personally the strikers have to put their hands up. Um, specifically, um, Taryn Gillespie. Um, we're looking at Lil Dupe. I mean, those are goal scorers. They know how to score goals. So I think if they get it right in one or two of the games coming up now, they could definitely see themselves scoring a couple. So... We spoke about nerves earlier. I think three players would, would uh, probably have the, the most nerves out of anyone. Lorato, Edith, Shawnee making their debuts. Uh, comments uh, about the three debutants? Um, Lorato looked very good for me um, at stages. Um, Edith as well, very comfortable in the midfield, very comfortable on the ball. I just would have liked to see a go forward and take on a bit more. I think she's got the ability definitely to do a lot of that. Um, Tati was also good defensively as well, doing all the hard work. So I think it's fair to say that the, the debutants were, were good today, um, but with a bit more game time experience at that level, they can only get better, which is the positive out of giving these kind of debutants an opportunity at the world stage. No, um yeah, Mo, yeah I, was, I was going to say just uh, obviously yeah. day one we've 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 lost games. It's two one. It's uh, sorry two uh, three one and two 0 Both teams losing by two goals. It's day one. There's no time to lick wounds. This tournament carries on. That's one of the the things about hockey. I mean, what what would you do? Because both our teams would have targeted this opening game as a chance to make a statement, and a lot of them may have mentally prepared that this was where the statement is. What do you do to make sure that the momentum is not lost and that you're able to bring a big performance in the next game? To, to be honest, I think tournament hockey is really one day at a time. Um, obviously, these two games were, for both teams, uh, one we would have wanted to get three points out of. The reality is, you one, you're in Olympic Games. Two, you, you, you're playing another game. You've got a few more games to go. Um, and I think you need to 
obviously get all the lessons that are necessary from today's performances and, and really restart. The men obviously won't have uh, as large a window, so I think they'll move on pretty quickly. Um, and I think that ability to shift really comes from the coaching staff uh, and the messaging. I think today both teams got good feedback and there's good things um, that they did and there's things they'll want to polish on. And I think that's how you approach it. Um, you can't be too hung up on what's gone. Uh, there's still opportunities to, to play in this tournament. Yeah, definitely, Mo. I think um, being, being able to move on quickly in, in, in tournament hockey is, is massively important. If you dwell, if you sit and harp on, on things that have happened, you, you're going to find yourself becoming ultra-negative. And uh, if you can look through to the positives and, 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 and take the next challenge as it comes, you know, you put in a good game plan, you, you make sure your bodies are, are running at optimal at 100%. And you, you, you concentrate on, on yourself. You concentrate on what you can do as, as, as a unit um, yeah. and, and, and move forward with every step. Results will come. Yeah. You know, these things will come. We, we're a nation that thrives on that competition. We will get better. We will cause an upset. It, we would have loved it to have been today, considering the Borka play just now. Um, and against the Irish with the ladies, you know, give ourselves a chance. You know, we've, we've just had one game. We've also got a lot of youngsters playing in there and they will have grown tenfold overnight just from this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think the technical um, staff is going to have some work to do today to prepare for tomorrow because of the short turnaround time for the men, especially. And I think that that's where the hard work will start from and having the conversations they need to have to make sure that they're ready for tomorrow's task for the men as well as the ladies on Monday. Mo, as an analyst yourself, yeah. would you be looking a lot more at, at the Dutch or a lot more at, um, at ourselves? Oh, look, I think it's a balance. I think what I would do with the men's team, I would take out the things that we did really well I'd address one or two things. One of them's come up has been um, our restarts. That'd be a conversation uh, and potentially the cards. I think the conditions in Tokyo, you do not want three yellow cards. That means you're doing a lot more running um, to cover up than you would like to. Uh, two, I think the way Great Britain play, particularly going forward, is not too dissimilar to the way the Dutch like to play. They're really good on counter. They go forward at speed. So in some ways, today was a good type of opponent to play before you play the Dutch. The Dutch are a very offensive team. They do not enjoy defending. And I, I feel like that's something we have to force them to do tomorrow. We have to force them to defend more than they would like to. Two, we need to make sure we have really significant counter control because they really are dangerous from restarts, counters, give and goes. And if we can control that, we'll stay in the game. The pressure is on them. And, and our job is to stay in that game, keep it close, and put the game in a space where they have to do something exceptional to score and, and, and win the game. Yeah, also Dutch hockey, they, they're not a big fan of, of, of real physical hockey. They don't like that physicality that um, say the Germans would bring to their, to their game. 
So how do we balance being physical, giving away free hits, PCs, and cards, uh, potentially? You, you know, how do we manage that? How do we get physical without being petulant and um, ill-disciplined? Jen, so, okay, wrapping up, uh, of course, the uh, SMN going up against the Netherlands. Uh, obviously, they're allowed to rotate. Uh, do you think that uh, Springs will make use of his two subs due to the short turnover, turnover time? Sure, it's a difficult one. Um, depending on if there's any niggles, any injuries, um, or whether anyone's able to get back as close to 100% as, as quickly as possible. But I don't foresee too many changes just yet, unless it's a strategic change and he's looking at um, a different way, uh, possibly Rustin Abrams would press, um, or the way uh, Daniel Bell would outlet. Um, just have to wait and see what, uh, what analysis came from, from the technical staff. So it's been a, a disappointing start for South Africa in both the men's and women's competition over uh, in Tokyo. Hopefully they turn things around. They've got to do so certainly soon. Uh, a couple of matches coming up, the biggest of which uh, sees the men go up against the Netherlands. Gents, it's been terrific having you on the show as always. And uh, we'll be sure to chat to you in the near future as we continue to talk Tokyo ZA and uh, continue to hold thumbs for South Africa's men's and women's sides over in Japan. Yeah, thank you so thank much, you, Eric and Tyron. It's been been awesome, and look forward to to seeing how we progress uh, in tomorrow's game. Yeah, yeah. Look, thanks, uh, gents, for joining. Uh, we've all had some good chance over the days. Tomorrow, South Africa play Netherlands, two thirty South African time. Um, Super Sport. I think we'll probably turn the stream on at the right time. Um, and uh, of course, the ladies have the day off, but uh, we will preview their game tomorrow. Uh, with Kate Woods and some more guests as we look towards their game with Great Britain, the defending Olympic champions. Um, Sandile, Mark Mo, always a pleasure to the men and women over in Tokyo. Good luck, this country's behind you. We are proudly South African.